Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We have two guests with us today. We do. Yeah. It's very cozy in here. We have Michael Allen. That's me. And Melissa Carr. Hey there. Yeah, both with Northwestern Mutual. Yep. Thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having us in such a an intimate space. I feel yeah, like we're all I'm, crammed in here. It's I'm like in sardines. Scott's lap a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh-huh. that's all right. <laughs> but it's cold outside. Today. Yeah, it's, it's cold yeah, outside. Just like the song. Yeah. Stay nice and warm. <laughs> so, and they're both here today to talk to us about Generation Dayton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, excited. So one might ask, what is Generation Dayton? Or as I've heard you people, you young people refer to it <laughs> as Gen D. Yeah, Gen D, Generation Dayton. Um, it's a young professionals organization for folks under 20 that are... Under 20? I'm sorry, under 40. Okay, for wow. I was feeling extremely yeah. old for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> folks under 40. You look great if you're under <laughs> 20. If we're under 20, yeah. Very mature for our age. Now, uh, under 40 who care about the community and want to meet uh, others in the community, but also want to learn more about the community. So the purpose of the organization, uh, this is going to be our 11th year, and uh, as we've evolved over time, the purpose has adjusted to being trying to connect one um, the, the community members with one another and trying to inspire them and, and motivate them to improve themselves and improve the community. So once a month, we, uh, we get together three times, once for community service, once for kind of personal and professional development, and uh, once for networking, social networking. So, so, so you meet three times a month? There yes. are opportunities to meet three times a month. There are, yeah. When you're a member, um, the nice thing with the group is you can kind of pick and choose what you want to come to based on what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So there's no um, uh, kind of incentive or ne- necessity to come to everything, but we do give you know three uh, events a month that appeal to different folks, so they a can lot choose. Of programming, and so you're the chair of the organization this yep. year. Yeah, okay. this year. And you're the professional development chair. Yep. I plan all the professional development events. So you have 12 events a year. Well, he does six of them. He does the speaker series. And then I do all of the um, deeper skill-based professional development events. Uh, So, for example, next year we'll be doing emotional intelligence training and disc workplace training. Oh, yeah. 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 Terrific. So when you think about, um, one is thanks for what you do. Because you yeah. guys also have jobs, right? And you're young. We're young. Yeah, yes. but I think what's really cool about this is you see um, a responsibility, right, to grow a generation. Yeah. And how do I bring my friends and colleagues and people that think like me, look like me, act like me, and <laughs> do what I want to do? And how do I bring them together and how do I grow them? Which is just incredible. It's awesome. So talking about like emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. so just kind of maybe unpack for your, by the way, I just want to tell both of you, if you were both in my lap, which I would not recommend, <laughs> you would be as old as I am. I'm 51 and I'm sitting next to a 26-year-old and a 25-year-old, right? right. So, bam. There we go. kind of crazy. Uh, and then as a, as a business leader, uh, being 51, uh, one of the things that's really important for us as a community is to make sure that we're growing and nurturing the people behind us. 
that one day you guys get to take care of us. That's right. Yeah. Is that your uh, offer for me to take over McGowan? Because <laughs> yeah, I'll get started right away. Bam. Perfect. <laughs> he's, he's all over that. Yeah. Um, so um, Scott asked you a, a specific question, yeah. but um, I, I have a question on on top of that. So how how many folks in your organization? And then talk about the programming that that he asked about in terms of the emotional intelligence. So so we have. Uh, we hover really in between around 200 and 250 paying members. Um, about 150 or so, up to 200, are active throughout the year. Most people, because we have a, a relaxed approach and we want them to come to what they are passionate about, not necessarily everything, come to a couple events a year. And so I would say with each category, professional development, social networking, and um, uh, community service, the peak kind of draw is is around 150, 200 people, and that happens, you know, about once a quarter, mm-hmm. three or four times a year. It's a good size membership, though. Yeah. It's significant. Yeah. Yeah, and with uh, with emotional intelligence, it's you know a big buzzword in the professional development, leadership development word right now. So, what does that actually mean, uh, and what does that mean in the workplace? How do we develop our emotional intelligence, and how do we apply it? So, we're bringing in Dr. Ann Bizarro. She has a PhD, and she um, goes into companies and trains them on emotional intelligence. So, she's going to speak with us uh, and take us through a similar training program program to help us really dig into what it is and how we can use it to better ourselves. Yeah, it's excellent. So there's a, there's a great book called EQ 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Bradbury, great book. Mm-hmm. And it talks a lot about IQ, mm-hmm. uh, but EQ will kick IQ's tail every single time. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, probably one of the biggest um, assets, or maybe advice I can give the two of you is um, don't be afraid to ask for help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to figure that out, and I've got the scars to, to prove it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're younger, we're not as big and strong as we think we are. And there's, uh, there's people that are older that all they want to do is help, which is why you're here today. Mm-hmm. So we heard a lot about Generation Dayton. Tiffany Reed from McGowan Braybender mm-hmm. uh, is really involved, and she loves Generation Dayton. Uh, other people inside the organization love it. Uh, and we want to say, you know, hey, how can we help you? Uh, because your generation is really, really, really important. I've got a 26-year-old, 27-year-old daughter and a 24-year-old son. So they're right in that wheelhouse. Sounds like we just got two new Gen D members, too. Hey, yeah. by the way, that's actually a really, really good idea. Yeah. yeah. What's one of the coolest things you guys have done? Like in the last 12 months, you, you talk about something that really impacted the community and really touched your heart. Well, you got to see those people come together. Personally, so every year we have kind of a a coming together or I would say a marquee um, event for those three categories. And in May, we have uh, a specific day. It's called Gen D Day, and it's the first Friday of every month. It's our biggest community service event of the month, and it's super cool for me. It was one of the first experiences that I had, uh, that I've had with the organization um, that was just, you know, we swept downtown Dayton. And there were, I think there was 20 organizations this year and about 200 volunteers. And a lot of employers let them take, you know, half days off because they understand we've been doing this for 10 years, so it's kind of built a lot of uh, support within the community. And uh, just getting to see uh, all of the support from both, you know, people that have full-time jobs, but also 
people that are employing those folks and, and, and running the businesses. Um, now, when you say really you cool. swept downtown Dayton, I mean, you physically picked up, picked up, physically trash. and figuratively. Like, okay, good. We, we, I personally was uh, sweeping underneath a bridge on Third Street, and uh, it was, it was, there was a lot of dust. I was wearing a mask. Yeah. But uh, we also just uh, figuratively kind of swept different organizations that needed help. So and, people and got to across. see you, right? Yeah. So they got to see your organization. They got to see your eyeballs, and they got mm-hmm. to see you do things. Yeah. So you you swept downtown Dayton emotionally, right? <laughs> right. And then physically. Well, yeah, well yeah. done. Well yeah. done. So I, I'm wondering what you know what attracted you to begin with to join the organization. I mean, how as a young person starting out, do you decide to look for something to connect to? How did that happen for each of you? Mm-hmm. Well, f- I think for most people, the social aspect is is the most is what gets them in the door. For example, you brought up Tiffany. And she's actually she now she lives like right down the street from me, and we hang out all the time. But we met in Jendi at a, a a networking event, and uh, I remember the first time I came to Jendi, uh, it was the same event two years ago, and I met uh, Jared Frenzel, Mary Marzeski, Pam um, Camel Petra, and a few other folks that are like my best friends now, uh, after just two years. So. I think that gets got me in the door was the ability to meet other people that are passionate about the community and just make friends after you you know might come back to the community community like Tiffany's case she just moved here, and uh, and then you, once you start to get involved you start to love it and and then and you kind of get forced to taking a leadership role a tad. So. <laughs> what about you, Melissa? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I am not from Dayton, and when I moved here, I knew my parents and their friends. And I thought it might be nice to hang out with people my age. And I started going to a lot of um, chamber events, and in one of those events, they mentioned Generation Dayton. And I had no idea what that was, um, but I knew that it was for young professionals. So I started going. Um, I met Mike, actually, in, in the very first networking Uh, event that I went to. He became my advisor, and then I ended up working at Northwestern Mutual, and he even uh, nominated me to be the professional development chair. So I've been very blessed to meet him and have that relationship, but also I've, you know, been able to give back to Dayton by being the professional development chair. So where'd you, you Mm -hmm. said you weren't from Dayton. Mm -hmm. Where'd you come from? Uh, Well, I came from London, but I grew up in California. Wow. London, Ohio, or London, like the... Like like United Kingdom. Okay, gotcha. Like Big Ben. Because we have um, Rushi here Uh in Ohio, that people pronounce it Russia. Yeah. And then we have uh, Versailles. Yep. And we have London, Ohio. Yes, we do. You're talking about across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of really far away. Exactly. (laughs) Well, good for you. One of the things, too, so when when we hear this word, um, millennial... Um, what, what's your first thought? So you only get one word. I say the word millennial. What do you think? Youth. Innovative. Gotcha. So when you think of society and they say the word millennial, what do you think they say? Cringe. Lazy. Awesome. So that's, that, that is terrific. Cause I think one of the things that's really like, for example, um, let me just give you a break. So I'm 51 and people picked on my generation. Yeah. And said, I'll never be like your dad's generation. And then people picked on my dad and said uh, his father was in the greatest generation ever. Right. World War Two, the whole just mm-hmm. that generation is when I hear the word millennial today, 
um, one of the things I do hear is I hear that participation award. I hear that entitled all of that stuff. So one of the things that's important for you to know is um, just don't tolerate that. Right. Yeah. Just be bold in that. All of the millennials that I have had the opportunity to work with, to talk to in the community, the both of you, um, smart, bright, outgoing, getting connected, giving back mission driven. I mean, we have seen as an employer, we have quite a few millennials that work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I have been nothing but impressed with the, the young people that I've come in contact with um, in this greater Dayton region. Well, thank you both. We feel I feel special being a millennial now because you do hear that a lot. I think that the really important thing from an employer's perspective is, you know, your generation was the largest generation to come through. There's a smaller kind of gap in between us, and the millennial generation is, is even bigger than the baby boomers. Mm, much and larger. And there's going to be a lot of seats that we have to fill. So, you know, even if we uh, – part of Gen D's, you know, objective is to strengthen our generation so we're ready to fill those seats in the near future because it's going to have to happen inevitably. And it's yeah, coming. so I teach a lot and talk to a lot of employers, CEOs, and presidents, and they talk about the struggles with millennials. And one of the, one of the angles is, like, stop. Stop stereotyping a generation. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, they, they hear things, right? And then that chokes people and that stops them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you have to embrace technology in a different way. Yes, you, you must do that as an organization. But when you just treat people like people, amazing things happen. Incredible. You don't have to look at gender or race or age. Uh, or age. Yeah. You don't have to look at that. All you have to do is just care about people. For, for your generation is um, making sure that you're asking. Um, there's a quote that says, uh, life's a wonderful teacher, and she rarely gets an apple on her desk. So Ann and I have a bushel of apples, and there are mistakes we've made. <laughs> and uh, it would help you when you ask us questions. We can make sure you don't have to take a bite out of that apple, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can help us in making sure that as uh, leaders in the community that our voices are heard across generations and not just to my generation as a, as a, as a 50-year-old. Yeah. Well, but more so than other people I've run into, I mean, especially with this podcast, but just with speaking with others that are familiar with McGowan and speaking with uh, – or McGowan Braybender, I should say, the company, and uh, Tiffany, for example, I mean – you do a better job uh, than most people reaching our generation, I think, and, and, and really uh, appealing to our generation. And it's probably because of what you mentioned. You know, your beliefs always drive behavior. And, uh, you know, you said it yourself not to stereotype a generation like that, just like you were when you were our age and your dad was when you were when oh, he yeah. was our yeah. age. And everybody's got a reason to be held back and everybody's got a reason to be pushed forward. And I think what you do really well is you help people identify the reason uh, to push them forward and, and focus on that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so. thank you. Yeah, we, we try really hard. Part of that is self-motivated because I'm not too far behind Scott in years and we're tired and we want people to do <laughs> we want people to do yeah. good work and love it. So yeah. um, I that's half kidding. What I love um, about but, Generation Dayton, too, is a lot of times like when I started professionally, it was all around networking events because I was trying to like trying to be successful. I had a family at home, and networking kind of taught me that. So it was all professional, right? And I was the youngest guy in the room. Hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, 
Um, but what I love about Generation Dayton is it's it's not only networking professionally, which is important, as you guys like want to grow and nurture relationships in the community, mm-hmm. but it's also about the impact you can make in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's something personally I didn't grow up with. I just didn't. That wasn't available to me uh, back then. And so the angles and the direction that Generation Dayton is going, how do we impact each other, right? How do we impact the community? And then how do we how do we impact us professionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Generation Dayton, when they first got started, combined with the Dayton Chamber of Commerce um, for you know synergy, and, and they just have a lot of great resources. And so I think a lot of people think of Generation Dayton uh, as almost um, a beginning step. So it's a softer way to enter the professional networking world, and there's a lot more. Uh, social aspects and there's a lot of community service aspects and uh, then eventually once you get the skills and you understand uh, it's a really easy decision to go from that to a really easy process to go from that to something like the Dayton Chamber which might be more uh, intimidating for people right out of the gate. Yeah and so if you were going to give advice to employers out there I mean what's important to you and your generation professionally what advice would you have to any employer out there who's trying to employ folks in their 20s and 30s? A a lot of what I've seen um, from folks in the group, but also just reading about it is um, our generation needs to have some type of uh, helping others purpose behind their work. And for a lot of people, it's just about figuring out what that is because it's available. Um, But you might enter a job and that, that vision of helping other people isn't given to them or isn't shown to them the right way. So I would say the biggest thing that employers should do is really focus on what the end product of their work, what the work that they do, how that helps um, you know, the people at the other end of the, of the process and what they're actually doing to, to improve, um, to improve uh, everyone around them. Yeah, so let me paraphrase that back to you. So um, someone's in a, in a position or a job in a company and they may not have an opportunity to volunteer in their community or do something outside of the walls of their company, but if the company can properly show them how meaningful their work is on the other end, um, that, that might fulfill that, that desire for that young person as well. Right. And, and actually, when, when I first heard your podcast, uh, that piece jumped out at me a lot because I'm not in the healthcare world as much, you know, as you all are. And um, for before the podcast, you know, it was, okay, people need health insurance, and I understand that. After the, the, the podcast, when I listened to it the first time, it was like, this is one of the most important things in our, you know, in, in our society, and it has to be. And you are on the, you, you speak about being innovative in this, in this role, and that's really inspiring to somebody like me, and that's definitely inspiring to, you know, Tiffany Reed. And uh, you're going to, this podcast especially, but also just the the example that you set by leading is going to attract our generation because naturally, or or I guess, uh, I don't know, it could be just through practice, right? Yeah, most organizations be. historically want to sell a product. Yeah. But if you can put a purpose behind your product, you can create followers. So a lot of... Uh, leaders create fans, which is people in the bleachers cheering them on, which is arrogant and self-centered. <laughs> but when you can create followers behind a purpose with a real motive, with virtue that rests in that, 
um, you can move. I mean, you can move people. So one of my big beliefs is, and we've heard this before, is better leaders, better world. Right, better leaders, better world. So you talk about IQ in your generation. So when you talk about your generation, is um, uh, what about how is how is your generation going to change the workplace? You you brought up technology. Um, I think that's a really easy way to say uh, that's a really easy innovative thing to change for us because we grew up with it. But I also think um, to the to the point that we were talking about before. Um, making sure that the work is purpose-driven and not product-driven mm-hmm. and uh, ingraining that for the for better or worse i think that's going to happen as our generation moves through uh, and matures in the in the workforce you're going to see a lot more of that uh, over the next yeah, year. Do you, great point do you ever do a, a, a an event or a seminar or symposium where you invite the people over 40 to hear what you have to say have you ever done that yeah, we uh, sometimes when you think of millennial and you kind of cringe back, you might have some stereotypes. Younger generations do that for the older ones as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we want to break down that barrier also. Yeah. So um, that's fair. So when you when you hear fifty something year old, what's the first word that comes to mind? Um, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Probably it's not a word, <laughs> that's but a, a phrase. phrase. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that's um, fair. and maybe a little bit. Uh, narcissistic too yeah oh that's and, good and how negative. about you melissa uh i think executive that's mm-hmm. the first word. Okay. i'm more pessimistic than her <laughs> yeah. Yeah. are there I other organizations like generation dayton and cincinnati and columbus there are tons yeah um and in fact we do a lot of learning from the columbus young professionals and and cincinnati next uh, is a group in cincinnati mm-hmm. um but there are also really other really good um, organizations in dayton that we partner with like up dayton and Austin Landing Young Professionals and Beaver Creek Young Professionals. Um, we we kind of partner, and some of our bigger events involve them big yeah. time. So There's a How lot do of I groups. go and find more information about Generation Dayton? You can go to just Google Generation Dayton. It'll bring up generationdayton.org, and that's where most of our information is. Um, you can go to the Dayton Chamber website. I think you know the easiest way to figure out what's going on is just to come to one of the events um, and see if you like it, see mm-hmm. if you like the people in it. We also do a lot of uh, social media work on Facebook. You can just look up Generation Dayton and uh, Instagram and things like that, too. Right. Yeah. Well, I love what he said, though. Just Google it, right? We don't need the web address. Just Google it. That's every, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a generational thing. Just, right. uh, just yeah. stick it in the Google toolbar. You'll figure it out, right? Yeah. So before we wrap up, because we're going to wrap up here real fast, um, just to give everybody a reference point of our ages, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Wow, that's a tough question because um, I didn't watch a ton of TV oh, growing that's up. Fair on demand or something, or were you okay. just not? I'm sorry, I didn't. Melissa, want, yeah. what you... uh, I mean, the first one that came to mind was Full House. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. awesome. You don't have one? Um, I. We didn't even have cable in my house growing up. Like, really? Yeah, we yeah, were. That's cool. Yeah, it was different. Got it. I could yeah. Books, All right, so. Ann. That's your TV awesome. show growing up. I, I mean, probably like the Brady Bunch. Or, yeah, I'm kind of with you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sure it wasn't Hannah Montana, Michael? <laughs> no, that's my favorite show now. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, a couple things. One is thanks for growing Dayton. Thanks for caring about our community. It's a big deal. We appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you too. You're you're the pioneers with that. 
you know, if I had to rescind my last comment about the older generation and speak of another word, I'd say wisdom and pioneer because we, I actually, you know, we watch what you do and that's how we make a lot of our decisions too. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think both of us can mutually teach each other a lot together. Uh, and uh, and grow Dayton. Dayton's given McGowan Braybender a ton. It's given me and my family a lot, a lot of people that work here. Uh, and we owe it a lot. And so thanks for investing back in our community. Thanks for having us, guys. It's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We hope to see you around town. Yeah. You definitely will. Join sweet. us next time on Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Anne Marie Singleton. Have a terrific day. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on on Side Side Effects. Effects.